You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie, and today in the studio, as always, I have Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello again. Hello, Angie. We have been in this series called The Heart of the Father. We've been in this for quite a while. And I think, Mark, this one could go on pretty much forever because, like you've said this before, if we don't understand the heart of our Father, and it is different than an earthly father. Right. Our heavenly father operates on his own plane. Right, he does, right? <laughs> and so if we don't understand it fully, then how do we understand the blessings that come with that? I think yeah. that's I think that's what we're missing when we don't understand it all. I mean, if you were having to explain who God is to someone who has no concept. Yeah, I guess I'd start with the whole father thing, but we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what they've gone through, which kind of leads us to our discussion today. Sometimes really bad stuff happens to good people. And then we question the father, which is something that we seriously need to look at. Is it the father that's doing it? Is he allowing it to be done? I mean, there's evil and there's good. So help me understand it all. Yeah, so today uh, I'm going to start with a scripture in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And here's the kicker on this. If if we get this, then the rest of it will make sense in all of this. This verse, I believe, is the heart of the Father. And so if you understand this, then it will help you understand when bad things happen to good people. And here's the thing. Bad things will happen. And why is people. that? Jesus promised in this life, you shall have tribulation. Yeah. That's a promise from Jesus. It's going to happen because there's evil in the world. Exactly right. And I remember when Jesus was questioned about this. Well, who sinned, this man or his parents? Mm. And Jesus said, neither. That's right. See what I'm saying? No personal responsibility. This did not come upon this man because of a particular sin. See what I'm saying or a wrongdoing. But let's read this, verse 28 of Romans 8. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So they work together for good. How long does it take to see that Mm, is the question. That's a really good question. So if they're really (laughs) working together for good, will I see it instantaneously? Will I see it at all? Exactly. Sometimes that's blind faith. It is. You just have to trust the word is true. That's tough to do. Yeah. Hebrews 11 says these all died in faith. These were the faith giants Mm. and these all died in faith, not having received the promise. Which was Jesus. Amen. Oh, wow. All things work together for good. And I've seen this so many times in my own life, Angie's like, well, man, I sure can't see how God's going to get glory out of this. Right. Right. When a sickness happens, a death happens, something bad happens. And this is talking about good God-fearing people. Yes, that's true. To those who love God and are called according to his purpose. They love God. They have a relationship with him. They serve him. But yet bad things are going to happen. But just know that he is making all things work together for good. So let me give you an example of someone who hasn't quite understood the heart of the father and what it did in a situation like this. This was a real conversation that several of us from the church 
we're having with a young man who lost his baby girl, mm. like six weeks old. Very sad. Right. And he kept saying, I don't understand why God did this. And someone said, it wasn't God. Right. This was the enemy. Exactly. And he said, so what you're telling me is that my child is with Satan? Ooh. That's a good question. That was a great question because there is a major disconnect yes. in how things work. And I don't know if we can even get to it all. This may be a conversation with a pastor right. on a separate occasion. But let's help people understand that bridge. No, we kept saying no. <laughs> Your right, child is exactly. not with Satan. Right. That is still God's child, but... There is evil in this world yeah. because before there was evil, it was a perfect place and we never died. Right. And now there's evil in the world and now there's a constant battle for people's souls. Always. And I just need some direction here, Mr. Bird, on okay, so how to help our friends. I think this is really good because, you know, we're focused on the heart of the father as we should be. Right. But also to understand these types of situations, you also have to understand the heart of the enemy. Oh, yes. And John 10.10 says it so well, right? The thief comes except to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, but I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. There you go is the contrast of the two hearts. Mm. It's interesting, and we we won't have time to unpack all this, but... Remember, Jesus told the Pharisees, you're of your father, the devil. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So here are the hearts of two fathers right here in contrast. Oh, yeah. And so whose heart is to kill, steal, and destroy? Yeah, that's the enemy completely. That's the enemy completely. And Jesus says on the flip side, but I want to give, I want to give you life. I want to give it more abundantly. So helping someone understand, and it's so hard to understand in the midst of that tragedy like that. But what we have to do is we have to focus on what we know for sure. Romans 8, 28, we just read. We know that God works together all things for good Mm. for those that are called. And here's the kicker. I've seen this so many times, Angie, where somebody loses somebody or someone gets sick or whatever, and God uses it to draw people to himself. Mm. Because if if you're honest, you'll admit that there are times when we're too busy to stop and thank God for what he's doing. Or think about our eternity. Yes. And sometimes a funeral reminds you that there is an eternity. And yeah. it's still it's still a horrible situation. And I know that there's a lot of people probably listening that have gone through some really tough stuff. So yeah, I agree. We have to go by what the word says. Yeah. We don't understand it all. Like we don't understand even a portion of what God is capable of orchestrating. Exactly. So it doesn't make sense to us with our little feeble minds. That's true. (laughs) That's true. It involves trust. Trusting the heart of the Father. Mm. I think that's a big part of this, right? Are you able to trust that God's at work Mm. and he's working things together for your good, ultimately, even though this in itself, the situation, this moment is it's not terrible. good, no. right? But God's working something out. 
I want to share a scripture out of Matthew 5, which you might not think of in this particular context, but he's saying this, Jesus speaking, the red letters, starting in verse 43, you have heard that it said that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, here's the kicker. Here's what I want you to hear in verse 45, that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So, Listen, these things are poured out. Jesus promised you will have tribulation. But what he's looking for, I love this at the beginning of verse 45, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. How will you be a son? By loving your neighbors, by Mm. loving people. The reason this is so important, Angie, is because that is the heart of our father. You're representing him by loving people when they're hurting, by loving people when they're sinning. And when they're your enemies. Exactly right. And so that's the time for you to shine. And then you will be sons of your father, God, right? Mm -hmm. Our father, God. You want to be like that life and more abundantly, you want to have that heart toward your neighbor. Mm. And Satan only wants to kill steal and destroy. So what does it mean when he talks about he makes the sun rise on the evil and the good and the sends rain on the just and the unjust? Break that down for us. Yeah. So this is simple. Upon the earth right now, there's like you said in the outset of this program, there's good and there's evil in the earth today. And you know what? He doesn't just make it rain and then none of the righteous get rained on. Mm, You see what I'm saying? Or the sun doesn't not come out upon the evil. This is God's goodness shining forth so that it draws men to himself, that he is revealing his heart to us. Doesn't matter. Like he's not punishing the evil in that moment, right? Or he's not just only blessing. He's saying, listen, it's poured out. And because you're in the earth, you're among it, I'm not going to just pick and choose. He's saying it's poured out. And so what I want you to do is I want you to draw close to me. I want you to lean on me in those times where tragedy comes. Stop, draw near to me. I will draw near to you. And just trust me that I'm working all things together for your good. Boy, that's a that's a tough one, it's Mark. It's deep, isn't it? Well, and I guess now is a perfect time to talk about our testimony that's coming up because this is a person who's actually gone through yeah. the tough stuff. Amen. And so I'm really anxious for the folks to hear her story. Stories go a ways, right? But something that happens to a person is called, we call that our experience, our life experience. And here's something that can never be taken away. And that is our testimony. You know, I've had people on the streets ask me lots and lots of times, well, can you explain this? And right, if I can't explain something, I'll just be honest and say, I'm not sure that I have the answer to that. But here's what I do know. And I do know what God the Father has done for me personally. And here's the thing about that. No one can ever take it away from you. 
because God did it, right? God is helping me. And with me today on the program is Sarah Lutz, directly from Dark County, woohoo, where Revival Ohio started. Sarah, <laughs> are you are you biased there? No, <laughs> not at all. Can you tell? <laughs> right. But Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today on the program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, Sarah. And, you know, this is a, a strong topic and a very frequent, frequently asked topic. Okay, pastors and ministers and lay people alike, we get this question asked a lot. And this is a, a thing that is something that you have to be able to articulate from experience. Why do bad things happen to good, God-fearing people? Yeah, it's um, it can feel really confusing, um, and I honestly believe it's something that the enemy um, wants to use to confuse people and to cause us to question God, cause us to, because if we can't trust God, if we're not sure that He's good, it'll cause us, it'll we'll lose our confidence, we'll we'll lose faith. Um, it can cause us to turn away from God because if we're afraid that He's going to cause bad things to happen to us. If we can't trust him, then we won't want anything to do with him or we won't be able to put our full trust, our full heart, you know, in his hands. And so I think it's a very common tool that I think the enemy tries to stir up in the minds and hearts of, of believers and unbelievers alike um, so that we won't look to him as much. <laughs> I totally agree, Sarah. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Like, you know, I'm sure that the enemy is hard at work during these types of seasons, these times and these seasons. And so what do you do? Can you describe, Sarah, for our listeners listening in today, can you describe for them how you stay strong in the Lord and in the power of His might? Sure. Um, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm human, so those feelings and those questions come. But the Lord has taught me, number one, um, His Word is the truth. So his word trumps what I see, what I feel, my emotions, like his word, if my, if my, if his word says something and my emotions are contrary to that word, I know that his word trumps what I'm feeling. His word is the truth, not what I'm feeling, not what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like um, the Lord's began teaching me. Well, honestly, before we'll go into it later, I guess, but, um, I had a really difficult situation happen about a year and a half ago. But prior to that, actually several years before that, I had been asking God about different things because I'd see things in the word and then I'd see either horrific things happen to God's people or different things. And it would cause um, confusion to me. And I love how you can just be honest with God and just be like, God, I don't get this. Like, yeah. you know, it helped me understand. And a lot of times you don't get an answer. Boom. Right then. Sometimes you do. But if you, the Bible says to keep, asking and you'll mm. receive, keep seeking and you'll find. Um, and we keep spending time with him. We keep putting his word in our heart, you know, each day and, and talking to him and asking him these things. And then somehow, some way, God begins to teach us and, and show us cool things in his word. And the Lord, several years back, began to teach me. And it was so freeing that, okay, the scripture that says, Satan comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And he just began to open up his word to me. I began to see all over scripture that 
God is not the one who causes sickness. He's not the one who causes <laughs> Amen. death and destruction. And, and um, he's good. And his word is the truth. And so um, we live in a fallen world because of, you know, going back to the, the disobedience of Adam, we opened the door to the enemy to, to have access. But we have a part to play as far as when we receive Jesus as our Savior. We also, just like his will is for everybody to be saved, and he's made way for everybody to receive salvation. But is everybody saved? No. But is it so? Does that mean it's God's will? No. His word says his will is that none should perish and all, you know, receive Jesus and, and have salvation. So just because someone gets a fatal disease or different things like that, we need to look at the word. What does the word say? The word says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Amen. And, and his word is the truth. So just because these other things are happening, you know, I don't have an answer for every single thing, but I can know that God is not the one causing this evil and this destruction. If it's if it's evil and if it's destructive, it's not God. <laughs> um, God is good. He's life. Amen. And um, just because we're failing to receive something that he's provided, it doesn't mean that that's not God. Like, that's not God keeping it from us. There's something maybe that we're not understanding, but just like with salvation, that is his, he's made a way for all of us to be made right with, with God, you know, through believing in Jesus and receiving him into our heart. So that was the biggest thing that comforted me was learning that God's will is good. God's will is life. God's will is health and freedom. So when the enemy tries to, you know, right away, he wants us to start blaming God instead mm. of, I mean, the culprit is him. He, Amen, <laughs> he right? doesn't want us blaming yeah. him. Yeah, he is all about stealing and death and destruction. Um, and so anyway, that was the biggest thing that helped my heart was knowing that I can trust God. He's a good God. This is, God is not destroying my family. <laughs> Amen. Amen, Sarah. That's good. That's so good. And and for those people sitting on the edge of their seat like me, right? Like, what is your story, Sarah? Like, what happened to you that would even cause a person to think, wow, why why is a bad thing happening? What what happened, Sarah? What happened? Well, in the beginning of 2019, um, my husband had started having some lower back pain. Um, he was going to the chiropractor off and on, you know, over the months. And at times his back seemed to be getting better. And then my husband coached the local softball team, um, high school softball team. Hmm. So that kicked in. And my daughter was, it was her first year getting to play on his high school team. So that kicked in full speed. And we were also teaching youth at our church. And so there's lots of activity going on. Yeah. So time just went by. Um, and he was still having some back pain, but he, he would just take some medicine. So then several months later, the back pain just, you know, got worse and worse. And I started going to the job site. He was also a uh, painter. He had his own painting company. And um, it just got to a point where he was really, just really experiencing so much pain. And he kind of pushed it off till, till he could. But then finally, he's like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to go ahead and get this checked out. He ended up going to the doctor. We actually ended up taking him to the emergency room. And they decided to run a bunch of tests. But we ended up, discovering that he had blood clots forming all up and down his legs. Mm. Um, they ran some more tests, and then they discovered that there were some small spots in his liver as well as like a small mass in his lung. And I remember sitting there and just almost couldn't hardly believe what I was hearing. And I remember looking up at Ray, and I was trying to put myself in his position. I mean, if I were hearing this stuff, just the fear that would kind of 
probably overtake my heart. Mm. And I just remember I was just looking at Ray and he looked over at me and he, he waited till the doctor left and he just looked at me and he's like, God's got this, God's got this. And I just, I was just so amazed at how strong he was. So he ended up being in the hospital for a few days, sent us home. We were home for about a week and normal living just totally changed. Like he he couldn't hardly do much. He just needed to sit. And I was trying to feed him and take care of him as far as, I mean, he could feed himself, but I mean, he couldn't be up walking a whole lot um, due to the level of pain. And then then when we found out about the blood clots, we wanted to be real careful with those. And um, about a week later, I came home and he just really wasn't feeling well. And um, we ended up having an ambulance come and we went to the emergency room again. So that last time we went to the hospital, um, they asked if they could do a biopsy. And so we said they could. So we got the result. They said that he had stage three testicular cancer, hmm. and um, which there are only three stages to that. So it was in the final stages. And just so it was just kind of like a huge whirlwind of our whole entire lives were just totally flip-flopped upside down very fast, extremely fast. And um, I remember being in the um, hospitals that I was debating on. I didn't know what to do as far as I needed to go work and then maybe come back down to the hospital. And I just remember Ray looking at me and saying, Sarah, I really need you here. And I'm like, yes, I know. I know I need to be here. I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Mm. (laughs) And I just remember he had gone to sleep and (laughs) I get a little emotional just because the memories are, are hard, but then as the new things that God has done is just super <laughs> comforting and healing as well. So anyway, I just remember, I just love how God is with you through every moment, you know, like when nobody else is around through the middle of the night or when you feel the most alone, he is with you. <laughs> and um, Amen. so even when you go through bad things in life, because we are in this fallen world and when you when satan tries to throw things at you he's the author of the destruction it doesn't mean that god has abandoned you he hasn't Amen. he's right with you in the midst of it and i just remember telling him lord i can't figure out what to do about money and finances and all of that but i know i need to be with my husband so i'm going to be with him and i just commit to you how we're going to pay for anything <laughs> and i honestly wasn't even sure how i was going to totally eat while i was down in the hospital <laughs> with him, I was just committing that to the Lord. It was really amazing because the friends that Ray had been coaching with, um, they were the other coaches on the team, they had contacted us and they had let us know that, you know, they'd heard about all the things that um, was happening and they wanted to have a little benefit type dinner thing. They, They were getting ready to open up their restaurant and they wanted to dedicate the first night to our family. And it actually ended up being on our our anniversary. So it was really wow. neat. Anyway, the, the money that was raised from that, it just, oh my goodness. It, <laughs> I did not have a financial care or worry. I was able to just totally be with my husband. I'm trying to think there's so much that happened in between, but Ray just seemed to be getting weaker and weaker. And I just remember praying and asking the Lord, like, I remember feeling confused, but I remember thanking the Lord that he's taught me that he came to bring life. Wow. And by his stripes were healed. So God's will is for health and healing. I don't understand everything, but I just thank the Lord that I could trust him. I know that he wasn't doing this to me. He wasn't doing this to my husband. And if you've ever seen anyone with a disease like cancer, 
it's from hell. Amen. <laughs> it's a disease from hell. It's and and because I've personally experienced God and his his love, I think that's the thing that that's what made all the difference for me when I was a teenager when I experienced God's presence. I mean, it was just like an overwhelming love, like a huge warm blanket of love. It's just I mean, I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just he emanates. I mean, that the Bible says he is love. He's Amen. not just loving, he is love. So because I've experienced who he is, I knew I'm like, it just, and then with all the scriptures that back it up, I knew God was not doing this. And and Satan wanted me to get mad at God and turn from God. And that would be the worst thing I could do. Amen. <laughs> so over the next week, Ray, um, at, at times he seemed to improve and, and I felt really hopeful. And, but then there were other times then where all of a sudden he would seem really weak and I just wasn't sure what to do in any way. So I had just committed everything to the Lord, even about if, if Ray was going to go be with the Lord, that it would not be a scary thing. I, I've never been with anyone when they passed, and I, I know the Lord cares. God is not the author of fear. <laughs> That's, again, the enemy is the author of fear. And so I just asked the Lord that He cares. And our death, the death of the saints is precious in the sight of God. Like He cares how we leave our bodies. He cares how we leave this earth. Um, it doesn't have to be a scary thing. And so I asked the Lord that he would just cause it to be a peaceful experience, that he would orchestrate how Ray leaves his body um, and that it wouldn't be scary to anybody. And um, that's exactly how it happened. Um, Ray ended up passing away on the 24th of June. And it was basically as if he were just sleeping. And I remember having this feeling um, some friends of ours had stopped down. We, nobody knew <laughs> that he was going to be passing away quite yet. Mm. Um, we had had some friends come down to visit and we were just talking. And I had this overwhelming feeling like I needed to go talk to him. But I felt really kind of conspicuous with all the people in the room. And my friend of mine happened to just be looking at me. And I kind of looked at her and said, I, I feel like I might need to go talk to him and she said, well, sweetie, go ahead, go ahead. So gave me that little nudge. And so I went over and I was just talking to him and just apologizing for anything I've ever done as a wife that <laughs> was wrong or <laughs> not loving. And then just telling him, you know, thanking him <laughs> for being a good husband wow. <laughs> and just thanking him um, and just telling him that God, I knew the Lord was going to take care of me and the kids. I have four, we have four children. And I knew, I just wanted him to know that I knew the Lord was going to take care of us, that he can go be with Jesus. And um, whenever I said that, and I can't describe it, I, you know, some people have these really cool experiences. I didn't see anything, you know, different. But when I, right after I said that, and his eyes were closed, but something in his face changed. Mm. And right after that, his blood pressure dropped and the nurses came in and I was like, what's, what's happening? I don't, I don't understand what's happening. And they said, well, he's, he's leaving right now. He's leaving. And I could, so when his, I got to say that to him. And then right after that, something in his face changed. Since then, I've listened to personal testimonies of when people go to be with the Lord and how a lot of times they don't even realize their body is dead. <laughs> their spirit mm. has already left. And I just thought, I have a feeling that's when his spirit left his body. And I think what has been the most comforting to me, and just makes me appreciate what Jesus has done for his people. This is not the end. My goodness, this is just, this is such a blip in time in our existence. Because if we receive Jesus as our Savior, God has so much good planned for us. And it has comforted me and the kids. I think this is the biggest thing that we constantly remind ourselves. 
he's not dead. He's actually very alive, and he just changed neighborhoods. <laughs> wow. He just moved, you know. Um, he's still alive. <laughs> I, I don't know if I interrupted you at all. I no, 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 not there, at but. all. Not at all, Sarah. I just really appreciate you being willing to come on and share this story with the listeners because I think, man, I heard nothing but faith through this whole entire thing, this whole process. And like everything that came out of your mouth was faith and love and hope. And, and what I want to ask one more quick question for the listeners that are sitting there going, how in the world did she stay so positive? How in the world can she still give glory to God through all of this after losing her husband? I'm sure like you were describing Sarah, people all around you were praying and believing and agreeing for his healing and for God to raise him up mm -hmm. and, and, and to heal him and all these things. And how in the world did you, did you hang on and stay so positive even when he passed? Well, I think that a huge thing is, is being honest with God. He already knows what's in your heart. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember having days, especially, you know, those first few months were extremely hard. You have all the emotions, the, the part of you is missing. <laughs> right, right. And I tried to get alone with God a lot, and I would just pour out my feelings to Him. He already, there's a scripture that talks in Psalms, I forget exactly where it is, but it talks about how He feels our pain. Mm. And I remember when the Lord showed me that other people they can sympathize and empathize with us, but there's only him who actually can, he can actually feel exactly what we're feeling. He feels our very pain. And um, I was just was very honest with him at times when I felt mad or I felt confused. And I, I felt like, and I, I was battling with those thoughts that God, you could have did this, you, you know, you did this or, and I would tell the Lord, like, I know that those are wrong thoughts, but yet, my feelings are, are so, I'm feeling that, you know, right. so like, and I would just ask the Lord to, I would confide in him and ask him to just wrap his arms around me and just, you know, show me the truth, help me to see the truth again, because you can hear the truth, but it's kind of like you need that fresh daily time with God, like the fresh food of his word, <laughs> the fresh time in his presence. You can't go on, on last year's experience with the Lord. You got to keep it fresh. And I just constantly confided in the Lord um, and asked him to help me. And I just, I guess that's the hugest thing is just constantly looking to the Lord and, and spending time with him. Um, and then the Lord provided people around me to speak life to me, to speak encouragement. He put people in my path that had been through something very similar. I asked the Lord, especially with my children, losing a husband is one thing, but losing a daddy is a whole other thing. Wow. And I asked the Lord, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know exactly what they're feeling and, you know, help me to meet their needs, whatever part I'm to play in this, but I can't meet every single need they have. I don't know every single need they have. So I ask you to meet their needs. And he had reminded me, there's a scripture that talks about how the Lord, our maker or our creator is our husband. And then he's also a father to the fatherless. Amen. And it was just amazing because I just kept hanging on to his word and he began to do cool things. I mean, bring about people in our lives that just clicked with my children, just provided um, between fun activities, people they looked up to, but like provided the comfort and the healing. And I have just seen remarkable healing in my kids, remarkable healing in my heart. <laughs> right. um, even opening, I know some women are 
you know, everyone's at a different level, but I just felt such healing in my heart to where my heart was actually, I was feeling like I was able to love again and to even desire to be married again someday. And, and I especially now would be extremely picky with four children. And I couldn't even imagine how in the world I've never blended families. I've never, that seemed a bit overwhelming, but yet I could feel in my heart that that was stirring. And I could just tell though, that there was so much healing that was happening and it was only God only, (laughs) you know, it takes the Lord, but not the Lord began to teach me that nothing is too hard for him. These things that feel so hard and overwhelming, it's easy for God. If we'll just keep looking to him. That is great advice, Sarah. I mean, that is incredible how the Lord has sustained you, and you had to be patient. And I love how you shared, look, I just had to remain open and honest with the Father. I'm dealing with these mm-hmm. feelings, God, and I can't be a husband here on earth like a father. Like that, I can't, <laughs> I can't provide that piece of it. But you cried out to him continually. And it just reminds me mm-hmm. of the scripture in John chapter 4, when Jesus said to the woman at the well, he said, you know, The Father is seeking such to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that part that you're Mm -hmm. you're just actually, you remained in an attitude of worship, pouring out your heart to the Lord, even saying this is hard and I'm having a hard time dealing with it. But I'm being honest, Lord, I'm pouring it out to you because I do know that you're a good God. And so Sarah, today, would you still say, are you able to say, God, you are good? And your mercy endures forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yes, I have I've seen God and gotten to know the Lord in a whole new way. And he's even, I say, better than I used to think. <laughs> Amen. He's way better than I even ever thought. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So thank you for sharing your story, a very delicate, very heart-moving touching story that you were able to share today because of that place that you're in, in the Father's hand, Sarah. And man, you know, the listeners and I so appreciate you sharing your story and saying, wow, even though we are inundated with the worst possible scenario that we could think of on earth, but yet God sustains Mm -hmm. and perseveres and you can still say with complete confidence, God is good. Yes. Yes. Amen. So thanks for joining us again on the program, Sarah. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.